Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adel Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag healthy you, wealthy you. Good morning and I hope you're not feeling sick and tired and that you've got a path to help. I hope that your yacht was as healthy as can be. We are very, very lucky now. We've got a period where we can really, really concentrate on our health and do the right things to enhance who we are. And with, with much, much excitement, I say good morning to Faggy. How are you? Good morning, Adel. Yes, it's, it's nice. We had a little bit of a break so that we could celebrate with our families. How was your yontav? Oh, it was so nice. It was really a good break and the weather was great. All worked out really nicely. Enjoyed family time and it was overall a really good yontav and you. Excellent. Same, same, same over here. And I've got to say proudly that um, I actually ate so well over yontav. I was very cognizant. And I think that, like, my entire family actually changed the way that they made things. We didn't, like, overload on the sugar and just go completely haywire. We all ate, and I think it was, in, you know, inducive of the fact that we were sitting in a sukkah, there was fresh air, lots of fresh salads, a lot of, like, you know, healthy protein and fats. And uh, I think it was one of the best yontas I've ever come out with, just in terms from a health perspective. Actually interesting, because I find that so many people say the day after yontas, how tired they are. Yes. And how lethargic they are and they think, oh, well, we just worked really hard in the kitchen or, you know, had a lot of people over, that type of stuff. But I really believe that it's also the types of foods that we eat that make us lethargic and tired the day after. We don't realize that we eat different types of sugars and desserts and colors and yeah. things that we don't <laughs> usually eat. They make us really tired. Absolutely. So onto a better path. Exactly, exactly. And today we've got a, an incredible guest. We are going to be speaking to Linda Galbert. Um, she is uh, 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 the founder and member of Sorta After Seedlings and the Victory Ticket. She's an experienced organic vegetable landscape gardener, an accomplished speaker, gives many, many talks and, and corporate training uh, courses, etc. And she's also established organic gardens at the Saxon Hotel, Villas and Spa, the Branson Organic Food, Garden places in Cape Town, just to name a few. Now, what's exciting about Linda is that we're going to be speaking today about you are what you eat. We're going on and on about this on the show, but I think we need to emphasize this, re-emphasize it and say it again and again in, in, you know, in whichever aspects we can that the role of proper nutrition is important both from a physical and mental health and a gut brain uh, connection and Linda Linda has has gone through the path personally uh, she has a she had a history as an OCD sufferer and she understood that in eating the right organic foods um, it gave, it helped her symptoms tremendously and um, once you start looking at the effects of bad nutrition with and coupled with non-organic practices and chemicals and in, uh, insecticides, we're in trouble. So it is with great pleasure. Linda, good morning, and thank you for joining us and giving us of your time. Good morning, Adeline Fagy. Thank you for inviting me on the show. 
I'm, I'm quite excited because all the time I've been trying to grow a garden and maybe after this, you know, <laughs> while we're trying to go benefit all the, the you know, the listeners to, to, to this program, um, certainly I'm, I'm intrigued. So maybe to start off, just give us a little bit of background, um, you know, how you came to this and, you know, then we can take it on and have a discussion about where you, where you can help us in helping ourselves live health, healthier lives. Okay, that's perfect. I, I'm so excited because this is a long time coming. I've been doing this talk for about oh, three years now. Um, and it started off because I did an undergrad many years ago in psychology. Um, I had my own experience of uh, OCD. And I just found that the medications that I kept on being put on because depression and anxiety is, you know, uh, works concurrent with OCD, unfortunately, mm. and their efficacy waned tremendously. And eventually I just knew that I had to find an alternative. And 20 odd years ago, that was quite hard. I mean, 20 years ago, nobody even thought of, um, the, the importance of organic foods or growing your own vegetables without pesticides. They had no idea. I mean, what I studied, in my undergrad degree wasn't even fact. For example, we were never told that serotonin is, in fact, manufactured not only in your brain, but in your gut as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And serotonin is your happy hormone, really. Uh, That's got a lot to do with your mood, and it doesn't only have anything, you know, it it regulates your, your, your cardiovascular system, your cognitions, your um, sexual preference, behavior, what you like to eat, your cravings, your aggression. It, it is quite amazing what serotonin does in our bodies, and it is mostly manufactured in your gut, and it has everything to do with what you eat. Mm-hmm. So I had to then find an alternative, and that's how I got to uh, start my business because I just felt that if I could influence other people and educate them on growing their own food and harnessing the benefits of the nutrients in organic vegetables, and I'm sure we'll chat about uh, why that is the case and how that compares to your regular commercially grown crops with pesticides, etc. But if I could influence and educate people, then they too could benefit and, you know, so things could develop and so you could you know, get rid of the, the things that make you tired, as Faggy mentioned. I love that. You know, sugar's mm-hmm. right up there on that list. Um, wheat, refined foods, processed foods, etc., etc. So in combination with my studies and my own experience, um, the adage, you are what you eat and, you know, let food by, be thy medicine, uh, that famous saying by Hippocrates, those just are now so prevalent in the world over. And it has now led me to my next uh, degree or certificate, which is in horticultural therapy, which I'm studying at the moment. And that is the way the world is going. You know, you really have to be mindful of what you put in your mouth and, of course, what comes out of your mouth. There's a famous (laughs) saying that those those are the only things you can control in life, what you put in your mouth and what comes out of your mouth. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think that that's very true, and it it rings true. If you'd like to join the conversation, you are most welcome and encouraged. Our SMS line is 34519. 
our telegram 061-895-1019. Any questions you want to ask about uh, gardening, um, organic vegetables and more, this is the place and this is the time. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back and we're in conversation with Linda Galbert and we are discussing everything organic, particularly when it comes to our fruit and vegetables, probably vegetables primarily. Linda, why should I bother about eating, why should I bother eating organic and like why is it so hard to get out there? So those are two brilliant questions, and there's a whole lot of information that goes into both. So I'm just going to um, highlight for you why it's important, and then I will unpack it. So why is it important to eat organic vegetables? Well, your nutrient density, your nutrient content in organic vegetables is way, way higher than non-organic. So let me just define what organic means. Organic is a methodology. What that means is how you grow your crops. So just to simplify. And what that usually entails is quite a few things. But um, for the point of this conversation, one of the most important things, and it's always the most important thing, is how you treat your soil and what's happening in your soil. And when you use pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, not only are you ingesting those because they are systemic, in other words, they go into the crops and they stay there, and you then ingest them and they go into your body and do all kinds of nasty things to your system, but it also kills the life in the soil. And actually, we don't really grow vegetables. We grow the soil, everything, Mm. and I mean everything starts and ends with the soil. Aristotle actually said that the lungs of the earth are earthworms. And that is so very important because without them, we would not have the nutrients we need to survive. And that's not just us. That's animals. And when we eat those animals, we get the nutrients they eat from the plants that they eat. So everything comes from the ground, what we eat and how we treat the ground. So when you grow your food organically, basically what you're doing is you're honoring that and you're growing your soil and you're giving the soil what it needs to give you the best produce. And how that works is the following. We have immune systems and we all understand what that means. When our immune systems are strong and healthy, we you know, are not susceptible to diseases as much as we would normally be if our immune systems were compromised. Over 80% of your immune system is, in fact, created in your gut. Once again, imperative what you eat. When you grow organic vegetables, you are basically saying to the plant, I'm going to put you in an environment where I'm not going to help you along by killing off anything that comes to attack you. I'm going to let you develop your own resilience and immunity, which is exactly what happens. Mm. So as the plant grows in an environment where they have got, um, where are they required to be resilient, they develop what's called secondary chemical compounds. And those secondary chemical compounds are what we need to survive. They are your flavonoids, your flavor nodes, your antioxidants, your minerals, your vitamins. So we benefit and survive 
and live and get all our nutrients, minerals, vitamins, amino acids, essential amino acids from those secondary chemical compounds. When you grow a crop in a commercial environment where their plant does not require much resilience because it is force-fed fertilizers, so it grows exponentially and it is weak. The cellular structure of the plant is weak, so it's susceptible to attack by diseases. Um, those pests that, you know, visible uh, insects that are disease vectors, in other words, they carry disease from one plant to another, or fungus, bacteria. Generally, the plant is weaker. Um, when those crops are grown, they are not required to be resilient. They just require to look pretty and grow. And what's in the soil is nothing. There's no life left in the soil because it's all been killed by the chemical fertilizers, etc. So basically their nutrient content is extremely low because they don't develop these secondary chemical compounds because they don't have to. So they're at an absolute minimum. Um, it's actually an interesting thing as you're talking. I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're, we're deficient on so many levels, like, and, and at the same time, we're interrelated. Meaning, you know, like, I can't Absolutely. be deficient and you can't, or like the animal and then the animal, the plant, and, 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 and we're all interdependent on each other and responsible one, one, one another for, you know, for the health crisis I think that we've actually created within ourselves. Absolutely. Linda, are you, are you saying that the, that the produce that we're getting from regular shops, we're not getting any benefit from? You know, that's never entirely true. Um, you said that uh, I could mention the influence of, for example, colors, which was such a good suggestion, Baggy. Everything that, that the, the plant produces in terms of its color, even the color green, how dark green it is, how light green it is, um, red vegetables, orange vegetables, etc. Everything actually is derived from the secondary chemical compounds. So you will get benefit, but because of those simple things, you will get benefit because those things exist. But you are also, and what you shouldn't forget, is that you are ingesting some seriously bad chemicals not only from the fertilizers, as I mentioned, but a cocktail of herbicides, pesticides, and insecticides, which all three of those things plus the fertilizer together makes a critical mass, a bomb of poisons in your system. Which so then would lead to autoimmune diseases and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, that type of stuff? All those things are related to your gut health. So when you eat, for example, um, your serotonin, just to go back to that, one of the essential amino acids required to manufacture serotonin is called tryptophan. And you get tryptophan from your uh, green leafy vegetables, nuts, fish. Uh, those are good examples. And if your gut is in dysbiosis, in other words, if there's a proliferation of bad bacteria over good bacteria, your body cannot function correctly. In other words, it cannot absorb nutrients um, sufficiently. And because of that, you get things like leaky gut syndrome, which, by the way, there's a, re a relative uh, thing called leaky brain syndrome, which gives you that tired, the lethargy, the moodiness, irritability, lack of sleep, um, 
unable to sleep, all those kinds of things. And when you've got dysbiosis, those things and leaky gut lead to immune deficiencies, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, autism, diabetes, and the list continues. I think it needs to be said, if I can just butt in here, I think it needs to be said and made very clear to um, the listeners out there that this is all true and correct, but it is a part of 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 the picture. It's not that if I start eating organic vegetables, you know, um, I won't get there is it's it's of a much, much bigger picture and hence my comments um initially that you know we're interrelated and everything that we're doing is actually playing a part into what we are becoming or who we are. Um and that this is vital to it. What about like the washing of vegetables, you know, you get all these like these these washers that you're supposed to, if you are buying ordinary uh, vegetables from from you know a commercial supplier, you can wash them and and kind of like get rid of the stuff that that it has been sprayed with. Does that help? Um, as I said to you earlier, Adel, the a lot of the things are systemic. In other words, they're in the plant. You can't inside. wash them out. They Not only are they inside and you're ingesting them, you're getting an absolute – the plant is so deficient in the nutrients that, it, that you require. So I always say to my students, even if you grow lettuce, which is the easiest thing to grow, and you have five lettuce leaves a day from your ten lettuce plants that you have, you're probably getting more nutrients from just those than you are from all your other vegetables that you're buying that are commercially mm. grown. Can you can you see the comparison here? Mm. And, mm. and a very good indication of that is taste. Taste yes. is also part of the secondary chemical compounds. That's why when people say, wow, I ate this organic vegetable and it was so amazing. It had such a, you know, the taste was so, so Dominance. It actually tasted like something. That's not to say that your organic vegetables that you grow are always going to taste amazing. In fact, sometimes, for example, lettuce can be bitter, which is not something to turn your nose up to because actually bitter foods are very good for your digestion. They the lettuce that I'm growing at home is very bitter. Actually, my, my right. <laughs> like, so, got quite a strong taste. So there's reasons for that. It has to do with watering and nutrients, etc. But it's not bad for you. It may not be, you know, delicious and bland like the lettuce you buy, but um, it definitely has huge benefits, massive benefits. Linda, is uh, it difficult to get the soil right? Um, it takes eight years to grow one inch of soil, just to give you an idea of that. And it's not actually difficult. Basically, all you need to do is take all your kitchen scraps, dead flowers, start a compost pile. Just if you don't know the exact science or methodology of it, just start doing a pile in the back of your garden. Get get a get a place that has sun. Don't put it in you know the southmost corner of your garden on concrete that never sees the light of day. That's not going to work because you need the the warmth and heat for decomposition and just. Throw everything on there. It will break down into the most nutrient-dense soil. You plant in that. You can even plant on that if you like. Do different vegetables need different types of soils? Vegetables all need – if you want to go into the science of the pH, there is that. But it's not necessary to even consider that when you're growing in compost, which is your recycled kitchen waste 
you know, your grass clippings, your hedge clippings, your dead flowers, just throw it in a pile. And that compost takes care of everything. It retains water. It gives the plant exactly the nutrients it requires. It sorts out the pH. You don't even have to worry about anything else. All you need to do is create a compost pile. It's excellent for the environment. It's excellent for recycling. And basically, it's giving you back what you've thrown out. It's phenomenal. I'm smiling while you while you you're speaking about this because um, a number of years ago, probably about ten years ago, um, I took a trip back uh, to Zimbabwe. That's where I was born, um, with two of my kids, and we actually stayed with somebody um, in 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 Harare. And you know, just simply because of the economic situation there, it's very difficult to get stuff. And these yeah. people, their entire garden was was an organic garden. And I remember them like peeling vegetables in the kitchen and then they were taking all the peels and I, like um, the, the kids were wanting to throw it into the bin. Like, you know, you peel whatever you want, peel a cucumber, peel whatever it is that you're peeling, then throw it in the bin. And the lady went ballistic. She said, no, you can't do that. Give it to me. It's for my garden. And my kids were like, what? <laughs> what? what are you yeah. doing? And it was actually unbelievable what you was growing and then you're completely self-sustaining. They're eating as healthy as you could get. That is the most brilliant story because that's exactly how it works. And then it goes back to what you said. We are all interconnected. It's not only, you know, between plant, animal, human. It's, it's also what we bring into our homes and the feedback loop on how we can actually keep that within the system to benefit us. And compost is really not difficult. We, we've got videos on our online store that shows you exactly how to, you know, do your own compost piles. And the only, the only thing that people really have a problem with is when they say, Linda, I have no space. You know, I don't I was have just a about to say that. What yeah. happens now that I'm sitting in an apartment or a flat or even I, I live in a, in, 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 a, in a house, but I don't have so much garden space. It's certainly not sunny garden space, you know, to start like changing it into a, a garden, an organic vegetable garden. You put, you grow it in pots. You can grow ah. anything at all in a pot. And then if you say, well, I don't have space for, for, you know, creating my own organic compost, then you can buy organic compost. You can, you know, that is not a problem. That can be taken care of. We do everything. We can get organic compost for you. You have bags of it. You put it in your pots. And you grow whatever you need. The truth is that your vegetables only need a maximum of 30 centimeters to grow. That's all they need. And that is a big vegetable. That's something like a tomato, which can grow to 1.2 meters. But your lettuce, you can grow in 15 centimeters of soil. That's nothing. The only thing you have to do is you've got to make sure you water it and you give it the right nutrients, which is all in your organic compost. I think that is a little bit difficult in a way to sustain a family though on a, on a garden. If it takes so long to grow lettuce and all the types of vegetables and then plant it again and wait for them to grow again. Now obviously if you have a big garden, you can do that, but if you have a small space, it's not so simple. That's an excellent, that, that is a very, very good comment. The thing is that you can't grow everything. I mean, let's look at this uh, logically. If you've got a big family and you can only have you know, one meter of a, of pot space, then what is the quickest crop to grow? Lettuce and radish. 
Does your family eat those two things? Yes. If that's all you can grow, so be it. At least you'll have some nutrient-dense food coming into your home, into your meals every single day. Unless you're going to go and move into, you know, an area with a very large garden or you get your community. I was going to live in in Harare. (laughs) Yeah, go live in Harare or, you know, get your community involved, your neighbors. You know, you grow tomatoes, they grow lettuce. It doesn't work that simply, but, you know, you can, there are things that you can do. But to, to go out there and think, how am I going to do this and how am I going to change my whole life? Well, right now you can just start small. You can literally grow successively, which is very important. So you start your crops every two weeks so that you don't have to wait. So once you've got your crops growing and you're harvesting from those, your next crops are already starting to get big enough for you to harvest from those. Can you see what I mean? Yes. Linda, can, can, we, can we discuss buying organic vegetables? There's been a few times where sure. I've gone to the local green grocer and I've said to him, listen, like the majority, and this is the truth for me, that the majority of my grocery money goes on vegetables. We go through a tremendous amount. And I said to him, Please, you know, like I'm busy, I'm running around, I, I, I maybe don't have time, maybe you're swinging me that I should have time, but I don't have time and I want, you know, if I'm going to buy the carrots, let me rather buy them organic, the lettuce rather organic, etc. And he explained to me that, that the organic uh, buying of vegetables is a very hairy one because um, some, some, some farmers will go and say it's organic and it's not. And it's only just because, you know, it's a money issue. They just want to try and make more money that there's certification and it's, that there's a lot of corruption around that. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Absolutely. Um, firstly, I just want to point out that part of horticultural therapy states there is, you know, evidence that being around nature and being involved in you know, having that balance and being exposed to nature when you said you need to make time is mm. so important for our vitality, well-being and holistic well-being. So just keep that on the back burner, not to make yes. you feel guilty or pressurized. No, um, <laughs> They say even just playing with the soil is very good for Absolutely. your guts. Absolutely. That's exactly right. In fact, in the soil, there is a bacteria called bacterium butcher which is in soil and in natural areas. You breathe it in, it gets absorbed onto your skin. That's why I walk barefoot, play in the sand, and that increases your serotonin. So just to get back to your question, so with regard to... Can I stop you there? What are you going to do? Because this is going to take a couple of minutes. Let's go for an ad break now, and then uh, let's address this question as soon as we get back. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. We are discussing organic uh, growing of vegetables and everything that it implies with Linda Galbert. If you'd like to join the conversation, it's 34519 or 061-895-1019. So just before the break, Linda, I asked the question, can you please clarify, like, what is legitimate and not, and where where can one find organic vegetables, and how does one know that one's really legitimately buying them, um, and, and 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 we're getting what it is that we need? So, um, am I allowed to mention the stores that you can go to? 
Um, uh, I, I think that you can give areas, yes, and, and tell us where things... The, the question for me was when I told him, he said to me, there is certain certification, you can't really find it. Like, like how does one go about it? I want to buy organic okay. vegetables. Where do I find it? Uh, so... Organic, there isn't actually a law in South Africa that hasn't been, that has been promulgated on organic, uh, vegetables, but there are groups that have been formed, uh, to have guidelines and criteria for certification that, uh, people can, that, that you can apply for. Otherwise, there are overseas certification programs that people are affiliated to. It's very costly. Um, and they will have a certification number. So when something says organic, let's say, for example, on a packet as a marketing tool, it doesn't necessarily mean it is organic. It just means that it can follow some kind of methodology in their farming practice that they think it's okay. Um, So, for example, instead of putting pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides, they'll only put pesticides and herbicides. That's a very, very simplified, simplistic example. Um, So to find certified organic goods, you will always see it will say certified organic and a stamp. That's just in the general because it's not only vegetables. You can see it on tins of food, oils, etc., etc. For vegetables... There are certain shops in Johannesburg, Cape Town, I'm not sure about Durban, uh, but I'm sure they are, that actually sell vegetables from a group of farmers that if you're in the know, you know that they are a reliable source of farmers that are growing using organic methodology. Those shops are, there's one particularly in Ilovo, a very well-known old store that has a whole section organic vegetables, there's a place in Linden that sells it, there's a place in Bryanston that sells organic vegetables, there are lots of um, organic vegetable box schemes right now, there is a very well known uh, grower that's been around for 30 years, they're probably the oldest, that has a box scheme Um, it's it's definitely there you know, if anybody wants to contact me, I can point them in the direction of these people. So it is very available. There are delivery services. If you can't get it, you know, if, if you want a box scheme delivered to your door, there's that. Or you can, you know, a lot of stores these days actually deliver whatever you order. So the availability is there. There really is no reason why people don't actually access those places and buy their vegetables. And it is an absolute misnomer that organic vegetables aren't as beautiful as uh, a very well-known store that everyone loves to mm-hmm. shop at. That's I, I, think, I think that misnomer, that misnomer that you're speaking about, like most time people go say, well, I'm going to buy at that store because, gee, my fruit lasts three weeks in the fridge. It's amazing. And I'm going to say that's the most unamazing thing about it. <laughs> yes. It's so much that it's, it's an artificial, uh, I don't know, respiration. It's a, you know what I mean? It's completely artificial because if you do buy organic, and I have tried some of the box schemes, if yes. you do buy organic, you do see that, you know, the vegetables will go off quicker, you know, um, simply because they're organic. That, that, that's that's the way God created the world. He didn't create that a tomato should last in the fridge for four weeks. Or but some of those vegetables months. that do come to your door are absolutely magnificent. Like the really ones, beautifully done and grown. 
the the organic ones so you talk yeah, about yeah super colorful yeah, absolutely and yeah the nice thing about those boxes as well is that they they bring stuff that you don't usually do so it makes you make interesting foods that you don't usually make correct absolutely you know i can't grow everything for my family all the time either especially when you're between seasons it's quite a challenge and i i have to you know supplement our uh, vegetable intake from these organic growers and i can tell you their quality is superb and in some instances interestingly enough I always say, um, if you are growing your own organic vegetables, always keep the vegetable on source. Keep it on the plant. Don't pick it and bring it inside and put it in your fridge because actually it can last four weeks, three months. You'd be, you'd be astonished when it's grown organically if you just keep it on the plant. It's, it's quite amazing how the plant moderates. It doesn't, you know, get rotten very quickly. It, it is quite astonishing. And some organic produce can last quite long. That is a benefit in some instances. But when you're comparing to the things that keep in your fridge for four weeks and three months, mm, as you said, Adel, that's the worst thing in the world. That is not positive at all. When it comes to organic, in a way, I feel like there's an element of, that feeling of like it's not reachable or it's more, it's not so practical. It's something that in a way we're not used to. We're used to just being able to run around the corner to a shop that has all the vegetables ready for us. Um, it's, I feel like it's something that we have to kind of incorporate into our daily lives. You know, I love the things you guys say. You know, you really, it's so spot on. At the end of the day, what you're talking about here is a mind shift. You know, when I speak to people and they say to me, Linda, how, what, what must I eat? You know, because I do this, you know, you are what you eat. And when I say you really shouldn't, you should cut sugar out completely, all kinds of sugar, especially for a period of time. And especially if you have an autoimmune disease, there, there is, that is just a no brainer. And I always say you've got to start off by changing the menu in your head. That is where it starts. Because it's with everything that we do. It's so automatic that it's so much easier to go around the corner to the shop. But why would you do that? You know that it is threatening your health, threatening the health and welfare of your family. Why would you do that? There's nothing convenient and easy about it. I always say, have you seen the price tag of chemo? Mm. You know, we all have fam family members, people close to us that have suffered from cancer. Why would you do that? Dr. Mark Hammond always says that. He always says, you know, we spend so much money on the products and the shops and the, you know, the doctor's rooms and the medications that we go on. But if you spend that much more on your organic vegetables and your healthy foods, you won't have to do that. Absolutely. And it's like anything else in life. It's a habit. It does take a while to assimilate that kind of thinking into your world and in your life. But, you know... I, uh, my sister had cancer and thank God she's okay now. And we had an interesting conversation once and she said to me, why don't people just do what they need to do before it's too late? And it was so interesting because we always, we always need our backs pushed up against the wall before we decide to change something. And honestly, if getting your organic vegetables is one of the things you need to do to change and, and I'm not saying go out there and change your whole life today because that is not realistic. Kids have to go to school. You have to be moms. You have to be dads. There's work. There's pressure. It's not realistic. But start somewhere. 
Well, I mean, yeah, it could be as simple as sending someone a WhatsApp. A lot of companies, you can literally send a WhatsApp and it's delivered to your door the next day. Absolutely. Yeah. Or plan. You know, some of the companies only deliver once a week. That's okay. It's okay <laughs> if you don't, you know, if you've run out of tomatoes for a day. Personally, I, I wouldn't find that okay. But, <laughs> but, uh, but we're going to go for a little bit of an ad break right now and unfortunately we're going to have to wrap up, but this is just actually, again, a reinforcement and an eye-opening discussion of how important we need, what, what emphasis we need to make on our health. So just hang in there. We'll be back very shortly. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Time really flies when you're having fun and, and really having such an incredibly engaging conversation. We have a couple of minutes, Linda. I have two questions for you. The first one is, okay, you've sold me. What are the first three vegetables? I'd say to you just let, let's start small. What are the first three things I should be growing in my garden? What would they be? The easiest things to grow are lettuce, cut and come again varieties, which means you can pick from them over a long period. Swiss chard, what South Africans call spinach. They're an amazing vegetable from a nutrient point of view, as well as the easiest thing to grow. And they literally grow all year and for a long time. Um, and thirdly, beans. Beans are so easy to grow. I mean, beans. we all grew beans in grade two, remember? Yes. <laughs> you put that seed in the ground and it does its thing. It's really easy. Or pumpkins. They do the same. You know, your squash family. So easy. Yeah. Grow like beans. What should we not be eating from the shops? So there's the dirty dozen. Um, celery yes. is a highly, highly sprayed crop. Wow. Very, very badly sprayed. Um, the people that know, are doing all their celery juicing. Oh, God. Yeah, they, you know, rather go chew on some tar. Um, but the, <laughs> another terrible one is apples. Apples are very bad, highly, highly sprayed. Um, but your, your, your mix, your mixed bag of lettuces, don't touch those. Wow. Rather go and buy that old fashioned iceberg lettuce, even though it's so boring. Rather buy that because you can peel off the top layers, even though I did say things are systemic. But when you're exposing yourselves to those leafy crops that are put in a bag, well, that whole thing has got everything on the inside and on the outside. You, you can understand that. So don't buy those mixed bags of lettuce. And really, they are so easy to grow. Lettuce is the easiest thing to grow, and you'll have your lettuce in five weeks starting. Apparently, strawberries are also it. not great. Yeah, strawberries are not. They're highly, yeah. highly sprayed crop. Um, your... Fennel bulb also, unfortunately, but fennel is one of nature's antibiotics, so it's unfortunate. So if you can get organic uh, fennel, do that. Um, tomatoes are also, unfortunately, cucumbers are terribly sprayed, terribly, very, very bad. They say that you can peel off the skin. It's unfortunate because you lose a lot of the uh, nutrients from that. You know, it's very so basically, we will be say. getting contacts from you <laughs> to yes. find out where we can make our green really? juices. Really? Yes. So. Otherwise, I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm coming to you, Faggy, because I know that you've got a little <laughs> garden. Okay, we've got one minute left. Linda, how can yes. people contact you um, if they want to go forward in making their own gardens or getting more information of where to get organic foods? What is the best way? 
So there are two ways um, to go onto our website. We've got a lot of information there, videos, DIY things, amazing. You can become your own master gardener. And that, uh, our website address is www.sort, that's S for sugar, O-U-G-H-T, after seedlings, with an S at the end, .co.za, so it's sort after seedlings.co.za. I think you have to change not S for sugar, but maybe S for sugar. <laughs> so only sugar she has, it's okay, Adolf. <laughs> S for serotonin. Yes. Okay, so www.sortafterseedlings.co.za and um, an email or a cell, whatever you're comfortable with. The contact number is 082-365-0050 and people can WhatsApp us, uh, just not on Shabbos, but... You know, I'll get back to them after. Never on Shabbos. Fantastic. Linda, really, thank you so much for all your expertise and your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. You definitely, I know, have motivated me to, because I do eat a lot of vegetables, and maybe like I'm only eating half that I'm supposed to eat it properly. But, you know, um, as long as you take a step in the right direction, that's what this show is all about. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you for your time and all your knowledge. Thanks. So, yes. Here's wishing everyone a beautiful, beautiful week ahead, a healthy week ahead. And we'll be back next week with an incredible lineup. I think that next week we're talking about the healthy way to breastfeed, something very, very interesting. So stay tuned and have a good day.